Growing up, my grandparents, my father's parents, lived in Augusta, Georgia, where I lived. And I remember one particular weekend when my parents were out of town and they came to stay with us. My brother, sister, and I were all in elementary school. And my grandfather was notorious for cutting up with us. So my grandmother said she had to watch all four of us, which turned out to be true. That one afternoon, we were all sitting in the den, my grandfather strayed across from us sitting on the couch, and my brother and I were sitting on the fireplace, and for reasons I cannot remember, we had a beach ball. And we were hitting the beach ball back and forth to one another. And the last thing I remember is the beach ball getting out of control and hitting this ceramic angel sitting above our heads on a shelf above the fireplace. And the last thing I remember is looking up, seeing it come crashing down as my brother and I dove out of the way for safety and it crashed into a hundred pieces. My grandmother came rushing into the room as fast as she could to see what happened. And my brother and I pointed at my grandfather. <laughs> it was his fault. And my grandfather pointed at us. It was their fault. And she never found out what really happened. In fact, this story grew to become a legend in our family, told every Thanksgiving and Christmas, and any time we got together for a meal, still debating about whose fault it was. We kept pointing at my grandfather. He kept pointing at us. And the funny thing is, we kept telling our version of the story for so long, that at this point, I don't remember what really happened. All I can tell you is my version of the story. That over time, we can start to believe our own story. which is problematic. Because as Anne Lamont writes, when we are telling the truth, we are close to God. That perhaps we all have these contradictions inside of us. That we are kind and callous, that we are patient and particular, that we are generous and greedy, that it is as the letter of Romans describes, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate, that that one sentence captures that knot 
that we find inside of ourselves that is so hard to untangle. And one way that we begin to untangle that knot is by telling the truth. Telling the truth to God and to others and to ourselves. Because words are powerful. That when God created everything, God said, let there be light. That it was the power of words that was life-giving. And when Scripture was trying to find a way to describe Jesus, it called Jesus the Word of God. And then when the Word of God sent the Spirit of God into the world, it said that the Spirit would lead us into all truth. That we are called to have truthful speech where our words are faithful to the Word of God. Like it says in the book of James, look at the ships, though they are so large and it takes a strong wind to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small rudder, yet it boasts of great exploits. As a good friend of mine has said, Truthful speech helps us unravel those contradictions because truthful speech leads us to an agendaless life. That an agendaless life is a life without hidden reasons, reasons for why we avoid something or someone. Reasons for why we react too hastily and too quickly. Or reasons for why we get angry and we're not honest about it. And it's more than just not lying. As Stanley Hauerwas says, avoiding lying does not make us truthful that truthful speech invites us to have a level of transparency with ourselves. And it allows us to admit our mistakes and to repair the harm that has been done. And it allows us to embrace constructive criticism from those who want the best for us. And it leads us to reflect on why we do what we do and to be honest with ourselves about it. That truthful speech is about the love of God because love is without agenda. It simply wants what is life-giving for us. And all of this is difficult 
because it ends up exposing what we are not ready to hear. So we are so thankful for what the psalmist says. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and God's compassion is over all that God has made. Those are truthful words without agenda. And they give us this reassurance where we can speak truthfully and live faithfully. That when we find ourselves falling short of what we want to do, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And when we are honest about our intentions, even when they are self-centered, the Lord is good to all, and God's compassion is over all that God has made. That truthful speech leads us to God's grace and goodness. And it helps us set aside those agendas and to prioritize the needs of others. We are never really finished with this work, but it does help us lead less divided and more authentic lives. Kate Bowler's a theologian at Duke University Years ago, she was traveling with her family in Lisbon, Portugal. They saw all the tourist sites and popular destinations, and since she was a religious scholar, she dragged her family to every church and cathedral she could find. And they went to see a well-known cathedral because of its grand architecture by the name of Badhala Monastery. It is a prime example of Gothic architecture, known for being ornate and decorative. And that afternoon, they were standing in the main sanctuary of this grand cathedral, looking around at all the details, and they stood there looking up at the ceiling. And one of them said, are those pineapples on the ceiling? And the other one said, yes, isn't it horrible? Hundreds of stone pineapples. You have to wonder why. Well, then they left the main sanctuary and went into one of the side chapels that had eight sides traditionally representing the seven days of creation and then the day of resurrection or the final day of redemption. And as they walked into the side chapel, they heard the voice of another tourist off to their left say, isn't it perfect? Look up. Isn't it wonderful? And she hesitated, afraid there was going to be more pineapples. But then she looked up 
and she saw the sky where the ceiling was supposed to be. The chapel had never been finished. And the man said, isn't it beautiful? It is just like us. Never finished. There is deep beauty in always learning and always growing. The truthful speech means we are never finished. But it is quite beautiful because it continues to lead us to the goodness and grace of God. Amen.